This is not a basketball podcast. We understand that. But this is That's Freaking Wrestling, episode 70. Usual suspects in the house. Rhodesia's here. Ishan's here. Matt is here. But we just pressed record, and less than like two minutes ago, we see Boston Celtics and uh, Milwaukee Bucks guaranteed to be in the Eastern Conference Finals at this point. Drew Holiday to the Celtics. That's a massive deal. Now, allegedly, I haven't been able to confirm this part. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams is gone, and a pick to the Trailblazers. Instant, instant, instant reaction, guys. This is guaranteed now, of course, outside of injuries, to be a Boston-Milwaukee Eastern Conference Finals this year, right? Instant reaction. Time to play some bets. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Put the money down. Hey, the East keeps getting better and better, y'all. Man. But at the end of the day, I'm still going Bucks. I think so, too, man. Like, there's a lot of people kind of downplaying. I mean, there's a lot of people giving this trade what it should be with Dame. But Dame has never had a superstar. Giannis has never had a superstar. And you're talking about somebody now, like, it's it's going to be a different world out there in Milwaukee. I'm glad the Pistons still got a few years till like, we're in that kind of conversation because it's going to be spooky for some teams Ooh. this year. It's going to be hey, spooky. Too bad this isn't the NBA because we got to talk about them Pistons. One day in some kind of forum, <laughs> we got to talk about these Pistons. But, yeah, man, Dame time all day long. Because if you look at the Milwaukee team, it's the same core. It's just Drew insert Dane. Right. Which is right? different and because we know Holiday can play some fantastic defense. He's, defense. he's, he's probably a, a better facilitator, maybe. I but don't man, know. You're t- you can't, you just can't add a 31 point mm. game Correct. score with Giannis and act like, oh, it's not that big of an upgrade. No. All right. Good luck. Yeah, good luck when you cannot <laughs> double team. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and let's his, start and his with passing some... skills. Hey, real quick, his passing skills. Yeah. I think are underrated. I think you're going to be on full display this season. But yeah, it's going to be a great one, man. When you when you're not wholly solely focused on one person, that facilitation game looks a lot different. Looks a lot different. Maybe we'll do like a an extra pie one week. Y'all let us know if y'all are interested in us talking like other sports. That's something that uh we can probably do for sure. Let's start with NXT. And I want to rewind the clock a little bit. NXT 2.0, we knew all about that. That was trash. Capital T, capital R, capital A, capital S, capital H. We all knew it, right? It was too colorful. I don't know what they were trying to do. The Vince McMahon got pissed because Dynamite killed him in the ratings, took away the power from Triple H, said, now I'm going to run NXT in my vision, in the way I want to do it. Show sucks. Triple H comes back. They get Shawn Michaels involved. We kind of switched back a little bit to the black and gold kind of brand. They went from, and I didn't, I don't know when 2.0 officially ended, but let's just go with 14 months. In 14 months, NXT has gone from damn near unwatchable to damn near unmissable. And it is perfect timing for this pod because. Ishan, you had just asked us about, like, hey, why don't we talk more about NXT? Why don't we watch NXT? A lot of it just came down to time. Um, wow. 
you guys missed No Mercy, top to bottom, it was an excellent show. A lot of surprises on that show also, but uh, who would have thought 14 months ago or whenever 2.0 kind of stopped, we would be in this area of just how awesome NXT is again from when it was black and gold and takeovers was was life for wrestling fans. Matt, I know you just asked that question there, but I just have to say when you first started talking about NXT and the black and gold and the 2.0, this was the first time that I felt like, wow, this felt like an NXT takeover for me. Like it gave me all the vibes of what I used to feel like. And yeah, it's a little more colorful than what it was in the NXT black and gold days. But man, I felt like this was a takeover. Yeah, my boy Shawn Michaels, man. <laughs> hey, he was a superstar, megastar wrestler. And he's a super megastar, you know, uh, coach. You know, I don't know what he is. I guess he's the executive. What's, what's his official title with NXT? I, can't, I don't know what his official title is, but he's definitely the Triple H of NXT. I mean, he's, he's head booker, head creator. Leader, whatever it is, man. He's doing yep. a phenomenal job with that. Actually, I have my doubts. If, you know, Sean can be what H was to that brand. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I doubted that, man. Everything he touched turns <laughs> into gold because he's doing his thing down there, y'all. I felt that same way too, Ishan. Like when Sean was taking over, I felt like, okay, well, at least he was like an H guy, like they're friends. So we'll still get something of like the black and gold H. Um, but wow, did he just take it to a whole nother level? Y'all want to start with uh, Dragonoff? I guess we can say upsetting Carmella, or do you want to start with uh, Becky and Tiffany? You lead the way. I guess with all right. Let's start with the main. Let's start with the main event. Uh, I had tweeted out like, did Becky take out some receipts on Tiffany? Did Tiffany owe Becky some money, and we don't know about it? She, she was beating the hell out of Tiffany in that match, and just from a peek behind the curtain kind of perspective. She was not going easy on her. Like, she made Tiffany work her speed, her pace. Uh, it was, it was, and, and they knew they had to, of course, you know, this is the main event. So, don't know they knew what Dragonoff and Melo had in store, which they killed it. But uh, I think they wanted to make sure that this is what people are still talking about when this show's over. And it's our main event. Anytime you can do extreme rules and we got plunder involved it's a little bit easier to work and be memorable because there's no rules and you can use weapons and things of that nature but i thought they did fantastic i really did i think tiffany she's been working only two years she's another one i don't think we know how good she can be five years from now uh it was it was awesome it was awesome but you know it was a couple of spots where you're like all right you know you kind of can see a little bit of just the timing wasn't there but overall i thought it was a fantastic main event i thought tiffany showed out again i think becky also showed that whatever was going on in that trish stratus feud was a one-off because since then she's been damn near perfect she, she's batting a thousand what'd you guys think of the main event i got two words tiffy stratton she has a <laughs> She is a superstar, man. When she came out there, like from her gear to her presence, mm -hmm. like she got it. She got it. And that was a hell of a match that she put on. Like her, um, 
aerial combat skills, if that's what I'm going to call it right now, because I can't lack of a better words, <laughs> is on I like point. It. Because yeah. her swan time bomb looks better than Jeff's. And I know Jeff's 55 years old. Y'all say, <laughs> come on, man. You know, you know, he he can't, he can't, he can't turn it like he used to. But she nailed it. Her moonsault, her uh, you know, her Christopher Daniels best moonsault ever variation is spot on. It's one of the best in the business right now. And as you said it, man, to be two years in the biz, and you think about where she started, like. You know, when Shawn Michaels took over NXT 2.0 and they put all these green wrestlers on our TV screens mm-hmm. from a character standpoint, from mm-hmm. a wrestler standpoint, she was part of that. And to see where she is now, like, she's ready for a huge spotlight. She's a megastar. She did great in that match. Great main event. Holy hell. They had to follow Carmelo and Dragunov. Man, but they did fantastic. Uh, Matt and I, you and I watched together. It was almost like Becky said, you know what? I have to follow that. All right. So I'm about to pull no punches and you got to keep up with me because I know what I'm capable of, uh, capable of, but you're going to, you're going to go with me. And like you said, there was a couple of times where Trish, Trish, Tiffany, um, timing was just a little bit off. One was with the garbage can. And, but again, Becky was like, nope, I'm pulling you up. You, I'm not wrestling down to you. You are wrestling up to me. Two years in, when they said it on commentary last night, I didn't even really think about it like that. But holy hell, two years and yep. this is what we get from her? Oh, my goodness. But again, she pulled, Becky pulled no punches. I was happy to see that match. That was definitely a main event match. And they, they stepped up to it. And I did not think so. I actually was like, there's no way they're following Carmelo and dragging off. But they sure did. And they did it. And it's funny, too, because this they NXT is different. For a second. Yeah. I don't know if... uh. Matt's thinking, or, you know, he's uh, about to go to the next thing right now. But this is why I say Jay needs to spend a couple of, a little time in NXT. Not because, like, from a present standpoint, because you know what? When I was looking at Tiffy last night, like, she has a lot of the same attributes that I see in Jay as far as the presence, a character, mm-hmm. microphone skills. She just has that look. I think when she walked, like, when she walked onto my camera, I was like, damn. She got it, right? Jade has all mm-hmm. of that, too, in a big way. But what I would like for Jade to get is that same type of wrestling engine that Tiffy has right now. And you think about the time that they both have been in the business, and you see how far Tiffany Stratton has come versus Jade. Just imagine if Jade had that same training. If she can mm. just get down there, and she can pick up a couple of months from Sean and that staff before she gets to the main roster. Because when, when she gets to the main roster... I don't want to see her learning the job anymore. I want to see her go. I want to see her ready to go with the big dogs and be that big megastar champion mm-hmm. that I think she can be. And so I would love for her to go to NXT and get some of the same training tutelage that, that Tiffany has gotten to get her to this point. And I think she will, too. We were talking last night. If they wait, and I, we, you say NXT. I don't need her in NXT. I just need her in the PC. She doesn't have to be on NXT. Um, but they wait to debut her at the Rumble. That would be uh, five months of training time, I think. Is that what we said? I mean, we're going in this October now, October, November, December, January. Four months, four plus months. If they debut her at Survivor Series, that's two full months in the PC. And I think with the knowledge she already has, either one is a lot of time to where, to what you're saying, E, you don't have to worry about watching her learn on the job, they can pump in a lot, especially if she is consuming everything down there 
every week. You know, if she's there Monday through Friday or whatever the schedule is, man, she is going to be incredible. And they are putting the full court press on with her. On SmackDown Friday, you got Cole and Graves talking about her. Cole talking mm-hmm. about her. Graves talking about her. She's a game changer. A storm is coming. I'm like, yeah, they are putting the full court press on. Uh, before you brought that up, what I was going to say was, this is a different NXT. The NXT we grew up in watching, loving is a big person loses a match. They're going to the main roster. And we know now that's not the case. If that was the case, Brown Breaker would have been gone months ago, uh, which he lost again. That was also kind of a a little bit of a shocker to Mm -hmm. Baron Corbin, the God Baron Corbin. Watch him out for about Baron Corbin. You heard what he said. Um, (laughs) Tiffany could go to the main roster. Carmelo absolutely could go to the main roster. Um, and I don't know if they are. I don't think they are. But it's just funny how back in the day it was, you lose that big match, we'll see you on Monday. And now it's like, now we'll probably see you on Tuesday again, which is really, really interesting. Let's talk about uh, Dragunov and Carmelo. E, I want to start with you because you made a comment a couple weeks ago, and I kind of co-signed it. Just like we just weren't into Dragunov. I, I, I liked his intensity, but he's somebody that I wouldn't go out of my way for to watch. It's only been one match. It's only one match. But he's now the NXT champion. Has your opinion changed at all on Dragunov after watching No Mercy? Nope. Not at all. And not until, there you go. Not, not until he puts some knee pads on, man. I'm not riding with him. Oh, man, look. man here we go with that. All right. <laughs> yeah. Not until he puts some knee pads on. But look, I will say that the match was really good. I've never said he wasn't a good wrestler. Uh, he's put in mm-hmm. some, some nice matches. It's just that um, he just don't got it for me. I got to be honest. He just don't have it. Like, he great matches. Like what I, what I see from like a Tiffany Stratton, I don't get the same feeling from Dragunov. Um, he might surprise me as a champion, um, but until he puts some knee pads on to get some charisma, you know, it's going to be, you know, snack time, boo boo pee pee time for me. Oh wow! Yikes! That's that's kind of deep. I didn't know much about Dragunov at all. But what I saw last night was pretty impressive. That match right there was incredible. I heard the first match between them was pretty darn good too. Yeah, but this it was. one, this, that is when I had that that aha moment. Like, oh my god, this is Takeover from that match. I'm like, this is what I'm used to seeing in Takeover matches. So I'm there for him again. Am I going to turn into NXT just to watch him? No, that's the reality for right now. Um, I guess it's just more storytelling. As far as like his swagger. A lot of people kind of been what I've seen on on my version of the Twitter or of X is that he they compare him a lot to Gunther, and I don't know necessarily when when Gunther when Walter was in NXT he had swagger himself, and I thought he was a pretty good champion or he was really good presence and, and a character. Uh, I think with Dragonoff he doesn't have to be super showboaty, but just something else has to happen. Maybe a few more matches, a few more wins. That gets me fully invested in them. But this is probably one of the first times that as an NXT champion, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm going to hang on there because I, I believe in Sean now, but it's not what I, what I thought. In HBK, you trust? In HBK, I trust <laughs> for right now. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a dog. We know that. I, I mm-hmm. just, um, we'll see. I'm not against him at all. Right. But what I thought we were going to, I, what I thought this entire NXT conversation was probably going to be around. And it, it didn't get lost, but Trick Williams winning the North American <laughs> Championship. I just knew. I'm like, oh, my God. There it is. There, there, there's the tagline for the show. Whoop, that trick did it. He is at the top of the mountain. 
for the North American title. And by the time that show was over, it's like, oh, man, is Mel about to try to come for this title now? I love the little in moment with him and and Carmelo uh, in, in the locker room. I thought that was great. And then, the, you know, they went off the air. Loved it for, for Trick. We are getting this Carmelo Trick feud, aren't we? It's coming. Mm. Mm. He made those eyeballs and his googly sure eyes did. on that belt a couple of times. Sure so it's like you've yeah. had it already. Mm-hmm. Carmelo, back up. That's that's You're like a, a step down, though. I mean, like I guess I it's more of a story with them, mm-hmm. right? But that's yep. that's kind of a step down for him to want that title now, in spite of his boy. But going back to here's the thing about the I like the whoop that trick. We know where that came from, right? We 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 know the yeah. song, the movie. But when they say it, whoop that trick. I'm th- his name's Trick Williams. Like, right. kind of like, right. it's saying whoop, it's, a, whoop it's trick absolutely Williams, oxymoron. Right? It's absolutely <laughs> an oxymoron. But we know what it, it is. Yeah. It works though. It works though. And I love, I love the crowd. Definitely is are behind him when they say it, right? But uh, just see where he's come, bro. It's the best book is done. Hey, Trick yeah. Williams, he got it. He got like so. You know, we're gonna have another conversation about Carmelo. In January. The, I, remember, the, I remember I said last week, I said, let's have this conversation in January. Hey, but the, the things that I think that Carmelo's missing from a character standpoint, Trick had it all. He got it all, man. I can he see just that. Needs to, he, he just needs to keep improving in the ring, but he's also another guy that's, that's, that's gradually and steadily getting better and better. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a worker, never been a worker, but you saw a little bit of light in a lot of things that he did. Um, but he can keep going down the road that he's going, tighten that up a little bit. Man, he is going to be a bona fide star in no time as well. Do you he's somebody, think, do you real think quick, that Rudy, the, he's somebody when SummerSlam was here in Detroit, he was one of the NXT guys that came to the tryout. It was him, it was Zoe Stark. Uh, I can't remember a couple other people. And when I saw that, I was like, whoa, all right, that's okay. They They think pretty highly of him. Do y'all think that? And this is probably something that's been brainwashed in our minds. You made that comment about you seeing Trick Trajectory, where he is the character that you wanted out of Carmelo. Do you also think that size have a thing to do with this? We've been so brainwashed that the bigger you are, the better you can be like a heavyweight champion. Do you think his size is also adding to his character over Carmelo? Not for me. Um, Because I don't... I heard... See, the thing about Carmelo, he says all the right things, especially in a lot of interviews. I think, and, and I'm definitely behind him. He said that, hey, I'm as big as any wrestler I'm in a ring with. And he, I, I think he really tries to project that. I think it's more of a personality thing with him. Like, as a, as a, and I think he might be suppressing himself a little bit to be like this gracious face champion. Mm-hmm. Like, but even as when he was a heel, like a lot of the sizzle came from like Trick. I think Trick just has a big personality. I think more so than his body. I think his personality is just big. His swag is just big, right? And I, I want to see Carmelo kind of project himself a little bit more to get a bigger personality. Because I think if he can project himself to be to seem bigger, right? It might be his bark, right? Because he's trying to go in the ring. I think if he can, if his bark was bigger, he might appear bigger. But for me, it's it's just the the swag and the and the charisma that trick has cool so then if you watch last night who do you feel like is absolutely going to translate the best on raw and smackdown 
you had, I think, stole all of my answers to that earlier. So I'm just going to go with my Dylon. So it's going to go Jade, 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 and Jade. Jade wasn't on last night, pal. <laughs> I said, oh, no. from who was on last night, do you think is going to translate she, the she best was on, on no Mer- She was on No Mercy for me. Um, anyways, for sure. For, again, I'm going based off of that question. Who could we pluck and transition the easiest into main event WWE? I would say probably Tiffany. Because she has that Barbie doll personality. She would fit perfectly right now into WWE. Braun, I would want him, though, to probably be on Raw. Because is there any other big, big bad guys besides Shinsuke on Raw? And maybe Drew, maybe, becoming? I can't really remember. Yeah, I mean, you got Judgment Day. So you got Priest. Okay, so, I mean, so you got yeah, Judgment I mean, Day. Yeah. But as a solo person, Gunther. I can see Braun. You have Gunther. Mm. And then Carmelo. But I would want to see him more on SmackDown because I, I wouldn't want to have the comparisons between Carmelo and Ricochet. Not saying that there would be, but I, would, I wouldn't even want that to be an opportunity for people to bring that up. So probably those three people, which you said earlier, which probably is most people's answer. Tiffany Stratton, I'm like, from a look, from an in-ring perspective, from her gear, she's like a million bucks, man. She, she's the one person I think it can go, I can see her on Raw on Monday. And she will fit and shine. Maybe even more so than some of the girls that's on that on that show. Mm. Oh, and actually going back to your last question, Rhodesia, when you talked about like Brian Breaker, mm-hmm. you talked about like uh this the size, like Brian carries himself like he's a monster. Mm-hmm. And he's a big guy, but he's not a big guy. Like, right? I think he's like maybe six one, six two, or something like that. You would think this dude is like <laughs> six 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 seven, like monster, right? Like he he looked just as big as Corbin in that in in that ring. Yeah. Um. So you talk about like a presence, like that's somebody who can project themselves to make themselves bigger than they are. But um, for me, um, it's just Tiffany Stratton right now. Future's bright for WWE. This is the best synergy we've ever seen between NXT and WWE black and gold. It was its own indie style filling with WWE style production. And we loved it. We love the simplified storytelling. We love the takeovers, but then somebody would get caught up and Vince took one look at him and said, I don't think this is going to work and completely changed their presentation or their character or didn't see anything in them the way triple H did. And they ended up on the main event show on the network a month after you know, they debuted. We're not going to get that anymore. I think everybody is lockstep on, hey, this can work on the main roster. Yeah, we may need to tweak something potentially. But right. if you watched if you watched NXT last night, everybody who was on that show could be caught up to the main roster and their same personality would work on Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Creed Brothers, all of them, just across the board. It all works. And when you think about that, that women's division, that I it was now like I'm locked in like I I am locked in when they when they show the breakout tournament I'm like you just just the look factor you're like yep she's gonna be a star yep she's going to be a star yep she can be a star yep she can be a star they're doing yep. some fantastic stuff shout out to them and before we move on this is the last thing I got for NXT I'll throw it back to you guys second vignette we had from Brian Pillman yep. He's been presented better already in two, two videos. Yeah, two video packages. Than he had in three plus years in AEW. 
and we only saw his face at the last second of that second video. Presentation is everything in wrestling. That's all I got on NXT. What y'all got? You know, uh, Matt, you know, we we talked about it like privately a lot of times because like I loved NXT Black and Gold back in the day. And it really hurt my heart when it went away. But at the same time, if you think about it, as, as you said, NXT was his own thing, almost like a, a third promotion. And that's what Triple H really tried to push for a long time. It's a third branch, a third brand. But it was never mm-hmm. really viewed that way internally. It doesn't seem like by events or even the wrestlers, even back then, they will always talk about getting caught up and going to the main roster. That was even back in the NXT heyday. Um, so you, if you think about that time period, yes, it was great for us as fans, but that company and the way things worked, it kind of did those wrestlers a disservice that they were presented a different way that would never be presented on the main roster, right? If that right. was the goal for these guys to get to the main roster, which obviously it was, it seems like now it's a disservice that they weren't presented in the way that Vince would find acceptable because Vince would see these guys and he would see something totally different than Triple H. Mm-hmm. You know, I was listening to Tyler Breeze in an interview with Billy Ray, and he said that, you know, back in the day, you were a Vince guy or you were a Triple H guy. And it always seemed like for me, it, it was better to be a Vince guy because Vince was one who's in control of your push on the main roster. So it's great now that Triple H and, and uh, HBK have this synergy right now to where, okay, these are the guys we have. And I believe that Triple H is probably actively checking in with the roster, the talent, he's watching the shows and he knows what what's going on. As you said, now they can go from NXT, move right on up and continue their journey in WWE. And I think that's great. And I think we already covered, I had a question about who you guys think would transition on the main roster. Um, I, you know, right now, my number one person is, is just Tiffy Stratton. Um, I think, I think Trick in about another four months, whatever he's done with you no know, Carmelo, I think he's going to be the next person up there. Um, but yeah, great NXT time, guys. It is. It really, really is. Let's transition to uh, SmackDown. LA Knight's over COVID. Hell Yay. yeah, represent that. Represent that. Clap it up. Showed up and got a monster pop again. Save Cena. Signed that contract. And I thought <laughs> the joke I had on Friday, because they didn't say, he picks up the contract. I was waiting for him to get on the mic and just say, <laughs> Cena, it's three on one now. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, no, Cena, you are screwed now. The biggest you turn. Punk, you tried to punk him at the pay-per-view. He came back. <laughs> but that didn't happen. So now we got Cena and LA Knight against the bloodline. My question for you guys, because we knew that was coming, but um, it looks like what maybe we thought was, spoiler alert, the potential match in Saudi was supposed to be AJ against Roman. Now there's a word, some words that, that may be flipped to LA Knight versus Roman, that they're grooming LA Knight for a world title shot against Roman. Hmm. And we got a month, because I think that show is the first week of November, I think. But as of right now, today being October 1st, is that too much too soon for LA Knight? Man, too much too soon. He, we talked about this just the last episode. LA Knight is what? How old? 40? <laughs> so I'm to- is- mm-hmm. Well, I'm talking more from a storyline perspective. We went from him not even challenging really for the U.S. title kind of to going now right to Roman Reigns at the head of the table. Tribal well, Chief. right. 
may it could possibly have been too soon, but it's not too soon because we don't have anyone else who has that energy behind them to go against Roman where it could maybe somewhat be believable. So even when okay. we were talking about the AJ part of it, I'm like, uh, I don't see where this is going, but I guess we have at that time two months to get there. Um, but of, of the heat in the good way, good heat, I don't know who else could, could, could be there to where I would want to watch that match. So Maybe too soon in certain realities, but right now, what we have right now on SmackDown, it's not too soon for LA Knight. No, the time is right. The time is now. Push that man. <laughs> like, what are we waiting for? Like, the crowd wants him, right? They, his, I mean, he can go on the mic. He's actually a lot better in the ring now than I think he's ever been in a long time. Cause, like, his, eh, I wanna say he was kinda, eh. And some, and even like his finisher was kind of like, I like one of my pet peeves for wrestlers when they have a finisher and the finisher doesn't look good. And so like his finisher always looked like garbage to me, but he's hitting that finisher ever since he's been on SmackDown. The time's now for this guy. As as Rodisi was saying, like the dude's like he's forty, right? He's in the prime of his career. He's been in the business forever, like right. So let's go ahead and hit whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm, I'm actually don't remember the uh, the saying. It's <laughs> hot right the, now for this man. Hit, hit while the iron it? is hot. Hit while the iron's hot. Strike when the iron's Strike. hot. Strike, Strike when the iron's hot. hot. <laughs> Strike when the iron's hot. You understand? Let's go. Um, I just hope they have a really good plan for him after that match. Mm. And they and they typically have done that against with Roman. That's why this has really worked because a lot of people have elevated after going against Roman. He's not beating Roman for the title. So then, so the worry is going to be, okay, you lose against Roman. Now we got the, yeah, we got the Rumble in January. Maybe, maybe he wins the Rumble and then he gets another shot next year, but they just got to have a good plan for him. But for me, eyes on right now, it's like, okay, that may be a little too much too soon because of that. All right, he loses against Roman, even if it's shenanigans and all that kind of stuff, then what does he do after that? So as long as the follow-up's there, I think he'll be fine. And I think, They've done right by him since June or whatever it's been. So I don't, I can't see them like messing this up now, but uh, I just hope because they, they got something special with him right now. No, we good. Like you think about, you know, Drew, Drew was fine after the match, right? Cause this is the era of the good showing. He's going to have a great showing. He's going to almost, Oh win. gosh, here we go. The good showing. Yeah, this is going to the era of the great showing. He's going and he, and you guys of all people know, right? Just like with Cody. You guys didn't want Cody to win because he was too much too soon. He had to struggle. And that was definitely He's into a bigger star. He's going to be a bigger star after the match. He's going to struggle a little bit when he finally gets the title, you know, two or three years from now when he's 47. Dang. That's a Steiner math right there. It's going to all be for, it's going to all work out in the end, guys. We're good. Well, the difference, though, between... Cody and LA Knight is LA Knight's hotter right now than Cody was before Mania. Ooh. No, he is. I mean, that, that, that's. <laughs> I'm not that's disagreeing. Modified. Yeah. Because I heard, I heard Cody booze. I don't hear LA Knight booze. No, it's not about the booze. It's you can look at merch sales. You can look at ratings. You can look at YouTube views. Like, that, that's a factual statement. That's why I say that. And no, that's, that's an actual fossil statement because Cody was <laughs> up. The houses were up. His merch was selling. This is all not, cap. This is not 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 as much as LA Knights. Now, if you want to oh, argue this, I would God. love for you to come back on Wednesday's pod. Do some research, E. On Wednesday's pod, tell me I'm wrong. And then you're going to come back and you're going to make up something of why you can't pull it up. You're going to say your internet wasn't working well, or well, something. Well, and, why, do, why do I need to do research to qualify your false statements? How about you come back with some? Because, because I'm right. I don't, this is, this I've is already wrong. looked. I've already looked. That's nothing. why. 
I've already looked. Look dirt, dirt sheet org. Is that what you got this information from? No, that's you. No, <laughs> that's all. That's all you. Numbers, um, numbers, numbers, lumbers. Speaking of numbers, yeah. E, you did. You did have a question or a topic around ratings that you wanted to bring up. Yeah. So, Radija, can you stop knocking down every damn week? You would think this is like episode two, not seventy. We've done seventy of these. And you still can't figure out how not to hit either your microphone or your microphone stand or whatever the hell else you got going on over that there. Fe- that fell in slow motion. Look, <laughs> you, you, say, you still couldn't catch it. No. You still Look. couldn't catch it. I'm not 100% yet, okay? I, I guess I got the mute thing. But, hey, those those guys, I don't right. know what's going on in Chicago, but they kill those mics over there. It ain't just real one, now. One we, stays on mute, the other one go. can't go on mute enough. That's crazy. Like, y'all be killing those mics over there. Um, but uh, so it's been very popular over the past what maybe ten years or so on Twitter. You know, Dave, Brian Alvarez, and all these guys they go online and they they give us the numbers. Right, we got the you know Thurston. They show us the numbers, and all the fans we always argue about numbers right we always and we have been coming to we do it as well right we come on we talk about aw's mm-hmm. ratings and you know collisions ratings etc and so i was listening to like a, a well watching i'm not, i was listening I'm, i was maybe visualizing in my head what these guys might sound like but here was the question um why are tv ratings and viewership such a desired area of discussion for wrestling fans do nba fans dissect the league's numbers how about nhl um nfl baseball there has to be more to it than i just want to know if somebody else likes the things that i like Hmm. and it's a very interesting question because like you know we don't talk about as fans we don't talk about like nba for instance we don't talk about these huge rating deals and which game got the most views etc etc we just talk about is is the game good or not now we're going to the business right we talk about trades if this was a good trade that was a bad trade this was if this person was worth the contract we're talking about all those things but we never really like quantify like ratings as far as something being successful or not so why do you think we do that as much as wrestling fans let me take the latter first so the the nba nhl nfl mlb all that that is the dominant or the only professional league in u.s so I don't think that part is fair in that question just because you don't have a, another league to go against or to compare against as far as like ratings and such, how we do with like AEW and WWE. The first part of it, I really think it just comes down to the, the wrestling fan, the fanatic fans. You're either one or two persons, either one, you want to feel validated. So you use numbers all the time or two, you want to be the complete opposite and go against the grain. Whichever one is going to fall into that because we know numbers can be manipulated to whatever you wanted to say. So if you're somebody who is a WWE person, you're going to always throw up the fact, hey, WWE pulled a million views last night. AEW only pulled such and such. AEW only had, and I know this is in ratings, but these are numbers, only sold 2,000 people for their show for Dynamite. WWE did 11,000. So I just think that a lot of times we use that as fans that can validate ourselves in the stances that we take in, in this tribalism. Um, but for like the, the professional leagues, it is only one NBA, your minor leagues, you're, you're not even in a conversation when it comes to that kind of stuff. I think also too, Rudy, to that point about the validation part, I think it's also, and it's, it sucks. It does. 
but in this day and age, a lot of people don't have their own mind. Mm-hmm. They they are sheep. They go mm-hmm. to how many times do we see a movie come out or a music release happen, and people are like, "Man, I can't wait to to see what you think about it." And you can ask the person, "What do you think?" Well, I want you to tell me what you think first. No, what do you think? Like, right. Do you like it? Or do you not like it? No, they want validation first. Because if you say you don't like it, it sucks. Well, damn, maybe you're right. Maybe it wasn't as good as I thought. Or if you're like, no, nah, man, it was incredible. And you thought it sucked. Maybe you're like, mm, you know what? Maybe I need to go back and watch it or listen to it again. Because maybe I missed something. Uh, opposed to you just watching it and say, you know what? I didn't like it. Or I loved this. So I think that's the other part of it, too, is the validation of, well, if everybody else thinks this, let me go on that train, too. Right. Like I must, I must, I gotta be right. If, if the majority is saying that this is a good show or because of the majority is because of the ratings, they pulled a higher number then okay, I do like this because I I like them. I think a lot of it is Monday night wars. That was our teenage years. Like it was all about Tuesday afternoon when the name, when the numbers came out and Bischoff would Mm. send out his, his message about what they did when they were winning. Of course, Tony's also a little susceptible to that too. As soon as kind of AEW was a thing, we would get that Thursday tweet from him. Thank you guys for watching. We did X amount of numbers, number one in cable, number two in cable, whatever, you know, the demo was. So they use it as well. So then when you try to stand your point and everything is AEW versus WWE. I put a tweet up yesterday. It was funny. Actually, it was a response about um, just somebody had posted LA Knight's reaction in November of last year, and then his reaction Friday night on SmackDown. And just it was just the difference. And my response was, and there wasn't a shooting star press, there wasn't 40 false finishes, there wasn't a collection of moves that nobody remembered the next week. It was through promos, storytelling, and mic work. That is the crux of the wrestling business. A lot of people took that as that was a shot at AEW, which it was not. Every promotion is susceptible to doing that. We've seen NXT do that. We've seen WWE do that. We've seen AEW do that. We've seen Ring of Honor do that. Everybody does it, but that's not how you make stars. Look at MJF. MJF ain't done none of those I said either. He's arguably the best wrestler right now going. It's because of other things that I said. Storytelling is the mic work, et cetera, et cetera. But it was so much of people were just like, you had to bring up AEW, didn't you? You had to bring, it's like, I never even said a promotion. And some people (laughs) on there, was like, no, he, they, he never said a, a promotion. He just said what it was. But that just shows the divisiveness of yeah. wrestling fans of like, it. watch everything, guys. If you don't want to watch it, that's great, cool. But just because a comment is made, it is not a shot at your back or a shot to your head of, aha, see, that's why X, Y, Z. That's crazy. But that's what I think it really is, E, when it comes down to it. We're into it. And then you have, of course, like the die diehards like us that want to know just from a, a knowledge perspective, Hey, how's the business going for this said promotion, this said TV show? Cause that is kind of important, you know, but we don't use it to spew then venom or hate toward the people that don't watch. Absolutely. For me. Cause I like, I'm a big AW fan too. I want to see them do well. And I used to always talk about like, man, why can't they get better ratings? Like, why are people watching this show? Especially when it was like red hot. I'm like, man, why are people watching this show? Why are people tuning into this show? And I was just worried that they weren't get they wouldn't get enough 
uh, views to keep the show and the promotion alive because I want mm-hmm. the, the show and the promotion to do better and better and better and give guys opportunities. Um, I right, look, we get, we just talked about a couple weeks ago, the guys at the WE released. Some of them are going to get swooped up by AEW, which is going to be great. It's going to be a rebirth for those characters. It's going to give some more um, creative for AEW. That's going to be great. Right? The business needs these promotions thriving. So for me, that's always important. And it's funny that you talked about, um, you know, uh, sheep, because I will say as big as a AEW guy I was, because Matt and I were really big into AEW at the time. I, if you want to call me a hater, I was a big WWE hater. Like I did not like Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> I had no good words to say to the show. I remember Rhodesia. It was Matt and I were talking. We were uh, watching SummerSlam. I think it was the last show that Vince produced. I think Triple H had just started. Okay, so last year's uh, okay. Yeah, well, nothing. Mm. Maybe not last year's. Year before. Okay. It was it's been uh, that long. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. I think maybe SummerSlam 2021. And I wasn't really watching Raw and SmackDown very much, and. Matt loved the show. He was like, hey, what'd you think about the show? Oh, I thought the show, man, it was all right. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, it was all right. He's like, I can't believe you're this jaded fan that you can't pre-. I'm like, no, I'm like, bro, I don't watch the show. I'm not invested in the characters or storylines. It's just not for me. But going back to when AEW first started, I thought that NXT for the first six to seven months were putting on better shows. I did too. But but it didn't show that in the in the ratings. It did not. So, I did. Right? I did. Like, I thought. I thought. A, I thought. A did was kicking their ass, and big part of it was they were wrestling that basement down there in, in that's Florida. That's what he didn't like. He doesn't like. He don't. He don't like. He can't. He don't like I can fit more wrestling. people. I can fit more yeah. people in my house than they were working their ground. I think it's the same spot, Horrible. but it felt like it was like twelve people watching. No, and when it's the same twelve people, the Johnny wrestling pops just don't sound the same as it, they it did was, when it was takeovers. That's they were, I, I thought they were putting on better shows. So. They go into that thing about like, oh, like, you know, like I need the, the ratings to justify. Like, I don't care what them ratings said. NXT were putting on better shows. Now, I get why AEW is more watched because, you know, that was the, the brand and the alternative to WWE at the time. Right. New and hotness. people want to rally around and pull up this, 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 this new hot girl that was on the, on the block. I get that. Um, but for me, NXT was better shows back then. Let me rephrase it. I actually like them both probably equally. I was just surprised that AEW was killing NXT ratings. That's kind of where I was. Yeah. I like both of them pretty much equally for different reasons. But not to not to throw shade at AEW, and it was a pandemic. But you talk about it was 12 people at full sale, right, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> during, during the time they were in their arena, it was only 10 people in the crowd, and he's usually family of the wrestlers. Well, because there, there was no choice. So you can't throw shade when we're going through a damn worldwide pandemic, Rhodesia. People lost their lives. You want to make a joke okay, about that? come on. Why did you just <laughs> be that is, serious is, 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 that, is that what we're doing Why now? did you just oh, stop? Man. We're not I about to, to do I, this today. I had we're to laugh at today. how we, we went from like a zero to you know, 20 on this, man. Yeah, you know, right. we're not, we're people lost their lives. We're not about to do this right now. That's all I'm asking. This is not about to do this right now. Stop it. Speaking of AEW, if we can make bets. Are we betting we see Adam Copeland tonight? I'm going to say yes. I got to say, I mean, because you think about like Tony Khan is really, you got to watch this show. It's the end of an era to start of a new one. You have you to see, watch. You see it they did it be. again on, you see they did it again on Collision. They did their, uh, they had the little lower third for Dynamite and they were talking about uh, Dynamite's card. And then they said the first Dynamite in the new era of AEW. So it's something pretty massive. But yeah, God damn, is, 
like, look, I'm an Edge. I like. I'm not a, a Edge hater like Rhodesia. Mm-hmm. I like Edge. Is he an, is Proud. he the beginning of a new era? I don't know if that's the only thing. What if they couple that with maybe, like I said, maybe do we get Mercedes and Edge? Do we Holy do shit. we get Edge? Do we get Edge, and then we also get the final, the actual announcement of the HBO Max streaming deal and every show going forward. You know that we've ever seen from Dynamite, Rampage, Collisions on Max immediately, and in their pay per views. That's absolutely a new era of of the company. So I think it's more than just Edge. Well, also um, Mariah May says she has to catch the flight. And uh, Stardom was her she, last she match. She did. She did. So now maybe did that's say, the new era, right? She did. Maybe that's say, the new era. Maybe some... I, which I would love. If you don't know, if you guys haven't seen her work, she's another one that's like can't miss. Uh, but then there was something else I saw T E about that where they said like she was catching a flight to because she was fighting. She was working in Japan, right? Yeah. Okay, so then maybe I think she. They said she was going to the UK and not USA. Who knows? Well, no. Say they they asked her like, oh, she was like, hey, she said I got to catch a flight. She's like, oh, back to the UK, right? And she just kind of looked at the camera and ran away. Oh, I like it. Yeah. But she you know what? Going hair. back to that, I, like I, like, I was kind of surprised that she's, that if the scuttle booty is her going to AEW, mm-hmm. I feel like the way she looks, she's tailor-made for WWE. Like, right? Yeah, but maybe, of course, under AEW, she can still work Japan when she wants to, if she wants to. You know how that, that works. Like, in WWE, you're working for us and that's it. I think that means a lot to people still. And maybe she got a better deal, too. But she said um, that was her last match in stardom. She was leaving the promotion. Mm-hmm. But there's still other promotions out there that I'm sure that she would like to work, if possible. Um, so then, so we're all saying yes to probably Edge tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we'll, of course, break that down on Wednesday. Which should be, once again, should be a good show. Do you guys think that uh, Wrestle Dream is going to be better than No Mercy? Or do you think No Mercy would be better than Russell Dream? Just match for match. Match for match? Yeah. I'm probably going to have to say like, Russell Dream. I don't know. Not for me. I don't know. I don't Not know. Because, you know, like, so that's the only difference I would say about the three of us. Like, like my engagement as far from a storyline perspective into that match goes into how much I enjoy it as well. I can appreciate a good, a good, a good match. Don't get me wrong. But if it's... If if the match was a ten because of the work, it might be a nine for me because I I didn't right. have the storyline investment. That's just so like at least with NXT I I wasn't able to follow and watch the show as much as I would like, but I followed enough to where I knew what these characters where their journeys were with these matches. I knew what the storylines were going into those matches and the investment what was in st- what was at stake for those characters. When you talk about Wrestle Dream, there's not much at stake in a lot of these matches. They're just matches that were put together for this card. Um, so yeah, we might see uh, some great matches, just like we had the last AEW pay per view. I don't doubt that. I think that's AEW's calling card. They're gonna have, <laughs> they're gonna go out there and they're gonna bust their hump and they're gonna deliver a great in ring product. It's just that the storyline investment for me probably would take off like a half a point or a point for most of these matches for me, hmm, possibly. Okay. I think totality NXT No Mercy would be the better show. But again, if we're talking about just match for match, I am able to watch a match just for what it is um where the investment of the character i can turn it off again now it adds to this to the actual match but i can turn it off i think just in history AEW has had really great matches always yeah. even on their on their weekly episodic shows they have great matches so match for match i think i'm going to be like more blown away by what we see at wrestle dream but i, I got i got a question for you though matt yeah uh-huh 
on a scale of one to ten, how 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 well do you think Kota Ibushi is gonna perform this match tonight? Oh man, Give negative. No, oh, I'm not going negative. I'm not going negative because that that be just me being a hater. I'm going to say he's going to perform tonight in this six man. I'm gonna put him at a six. I'm gonna put him at a six. Okay, that's not bad. But it's passing, but, right? That's passing. But for Kota. Like, Cody used to be like, man, every time we see him, he's at a 9 or a 10. But he has been getting better every time we've seen him. He's getting a little bit better. He looks a little bit better. And then he had an interview, I guess, this weekend. And he said that he's really looking forward to a dream match. He hopes to have a dream match with somebody that he's never wrestled before. And hopefully we will find out who that is soon. Edge. Oh, shit. Could be. Mercedes. Uh, Quick hits. Actually, don't have any quick hits today. I'm fresh out of ideas. What y'all got? Uh, I wrote down just two. Um, first off, Tony. Oh my gosh, she's just so good. Like this, this version of Tony. It's almost like she doesn't even need a women's championship in AEW because just her presence alone is just so vibrant and it's just so. I'm so excited every time I see her on on TV. Um, the beatdown of Jay White on Dynamite. Who is the devil? They kept trying. They kept oh, trying to yes. plug. Kept trying to plug. Could it be MJF? No. And then they said it could have been. Oh shit! Who was it? Not Miro. I'm like Andrade. first off, Andrade. No, the dude is a, is a slim fit dude. This is not no big muscular guy. So who could be? From preliminary oh, oh, question, yes. we don't know nothing except for the last two seconds. Who's the devil? I don't know. Don't and that's that's the beauty of this. <laughs> We typically don't get this kind of stuff from AEW. The cliffhangers, oh, man, I loved it. I absolutely loved it because when I'm watching it, I'm like, this is not what we think it is. It's just not. And then, of course, like when you pause and you see how skinny the guy was, you're like, oh, we definitely know it's not MJF. But just watching it, you knew. You end the show with it. It's, I'm like, okay, this isn't it. I saw a lot of things online like, oh, that's Adam Cole and it looked like Adam you know, Cole. Roddy and all that. But unless they are doing the best work shoot storyline in history they're saying cole is no he's like scrapped from all creative plans and he's legit going to get surgery on his ankle so maybe they can still run with that i don't know why you were running that for months i saw somebody else say that was edge i don't know if that makes sense no he's um, too short to be edge i think edge is like six they will give bills him at six five but he's, he's but like you know what they, they can they can they can put that they can scrap that person in and out yeah. they don't have to be yep edge. yep exactly like, right it's, it's really about the mass right it's not about the body type they can be anybody but hey what if it's Friday all along, right? And he pulls off the mask, and it's kind of like the Scooby-Doo villain. Like, when they pull off the mask, like, the head is bigger, and, like, it's, it's like he pulls off the mask, and all of a sudden, his his neck brace pops out, too, and it was and his glasses are on his face, and it's him would all you, along, Would you right? finally be a Roddy guy? I was, I was say, now, if, if that happened, would you finally enjoy Roddy's work? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll turn AEW off forever. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be damned. Four hours of my life back. I have nothing after that at that point. (laughs) But that is it. Ladies and gentlemen, hit that follow button on that device you are listening to right now. You know what to do. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us some comments. All right. We are on socials. You guys know that already. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. YouTube, that's freaking wrestling. Instagram and Twitter or X, that's FNW. We'll be back on Wednesday to absolutely probably break down Russell Dream, talk about what surprises happened on Russell Dream, and uh, Raw actually has a really good lineup this week, too. 
which they should going against Monday Night Football. So we're going to break all that down, plus more. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you in a few days. Peace.